This is the Green Note Show, episode three. Welcome back to the Green Note Show, America's favorite zero star podcast about marketing. This is a special two part episode, and we're going to start with some Disney talk. Now, this is a little bit outside of our usual wheelhouse, or I guess our two episode wheelhouse of talking about marketing. Um, this is uh, just more of some uh, something we find really interesting. We're going to talk about for a while, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So, a few weeks ago, Disney um, announced a major reorganization that mostly unified its various media divisions, uh, presumably with a focus uh, going forward on their streaming content. Now, a, a subsequent uh, post-reorganization analysis by Lightshed Partners indicates that this may not be the case. Still, said CEO Bob Chappick, after the uh, announcement, quote, I would not characterize it as a response to COVID, end quote. Narrator, it was a response to COVID. In their last quarter, uh, Disney posted losses of almost $5 billion because of operational losses in uh, amusement parks and their inability to assert their annual Marvel fuel dominance at the box office. In sum, all of Disney's primary businesses are hemorrhaging cash. Parks, ESPN, film studios, everything. These issues are unlikely to turn around in the next 12 months, and box office revenue is the big killer here. But there is a bright spot, streaming. In the, in the same quarter, their new Disney Plus uh, service grew to over 60 million subscribers. This is a faster rate of growth than any other streaming service, but Disney's own internal conflicts over strategy are slowing um, even higher potential. So... In 2019, Disney's motion picture operation generated over $13 billion in direct box office receipts. It's far and away the biggest of any studio. And while that's a big number, keep in mind it is short-term value. And Disney seems addicted to it. I I believe this addiction is to their long-term detriment. The potential of Disney Plus to generate a consistent stream of growing revenue with the high margins and levels of control that Disney traditionally loves, would seem to make it a no-brainer to embrace. But so far, Disney remains hesitant. Despite the reorganization, Disney is continuing to hold fast to a traditional theatrical release schedule. Major Marvel films like Black Widow and The Eternals have been delayed a full year, along with dozens of other movies. But there was a notable exception earlier. Disney released the live-action remake of Mulan directly to Disney Plus in September. Many hoped that this uh, early release of Mulan would portend a shift in strategy for Disney and lead to more first-run releases on Disney Plus. Eight weeks later, however, this has not been the case. As an experiment, uh, Mulan almost certainly didn't net the $400 million plus that it might have received at the box office. And so far, Disney has been mum about any other... Um, early streaming releases. So, Disney Plus and ESPN and Hulu to a lesser extent, though those are much more interesting to us as advertisers, is Disney's revenue engine of the of the future. No one can deny this. Like the long-term value of having 60 million subscribers, uh, which is likely to grow to over 100 million next year, is going to dwarf box office and Blu-ray sales. Unfortunately, Disney's fear of cannibalizing short-term revenue is sabotaging the rise of their streaming services. 
I think as long as Disney refuses to see Disney Plus as anything other than the new, you know, Disney Vault plus the Mandalorian, uh, the potential is being wasted. If I was a shareholder, this would have me deeply concerned. Now for our next topic, solving Facebook ad account issues. If you're a regular advertiser on Facebook, like many of us, um, you have certainly had the experience of an ad rejection. Ads can be flagged by Facebook for any number of reasons, but those are usually easy to solve, uh, unless it's an instance where you need to generate all new creative. But what does it mean when Facebook shuts down your entire ad account with no warning? Facebook rarely gives advertisers any direct channels of support. Um, there's nobody you can call. You don't have an account representative unless you're one of the you know bigger advertisers on the platform. So how do you get your ads back up and running? Well, there's, there's a few ways to resolve it on your own. First, visit the account quality dashboard. This should be your first stop and will usually give you more insights about any um, serious violations of Facebook advertising policy. Appeal the rejection of any ads that you believe were flagged in error. Next, check your payment methods. An expired or rejected credit card will get your entire account shut down uh, when, once you hit the billing threshold. So check that and it's easy to fix. Uh, next, uh, fix all ads that are currently rejected. Um, once you've brought all your ads into compliance with Facebook policies, this will usually bring your account back to life. Um, next, um, enable two-factor authorization on your Facebook account. And you, you have this enabled already, right? Right? That's an important thing to do on pretty much any platform, but especially on your advertising platforms. And lastly, review compliance with political or issue advertising requirements. So if you're a political advertiser on Facebook, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, the stuff that the platform makes you go through in order to get an ad, a political ad up and going um, is just a tremendous source of pain. Make sure that your ID verification is up to date. You know, that's that's the thing where Facebook makes you send them a copy of your government ID and verifies your, uh, um, your physical location. And also uh, double check that your page disclaimers and ownership are all in good order. That's it for uh, this episode of The Green Note Show. If you like uh, The Green Note Show, be sure to tell all your friends to subscribe and uh, send them uh, a link to our, our homepage. 